This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. You know, we were just chatting um, about, uh, it was my 15-year wedding anniversary last mm-hmm. week, so my beloved and I, we went on and had a, had a fun time. And Are you air quoting that fun time with air quotes? <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into okay, great detail, right, but right. it, it was just kind of cool. It was like one of those things where, oh man, remember when we used to have a social life? Yeah, kind go of a, out and kind date a, a little bit. And, yeah. In fact, that was kind of the common theme because it was basically the other people that were there were all other married couples with young with kids, kids and where they're not just, doing anything. Yeah, we're yeah. literally going from as you you know you're going from volleyball to hockey to yep. you know anyway. So it was just kind of. Oh, wow, it's a Friday night, and we're actually socializing. Anyway. It's kind of fun. So I wanted to bring up what I think is the hottest topic going on right now in all of the land. Ooh, okay, I'm excited for this. And it involves one of my personal favorite athletes, Tom Brady, and his soon-to-be-divorced wife? Are they going to get divorced? I do believe both of them have sought out representation. Okay, and I brought, did you listen to Monday Night Sports Talk at all yesterday? No. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. So I brought this up and we discussed it very briefly on that show because um, Joe and Pat probably don't give two rips about Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Okay. They want it, to talk about some pitcher from the Twins from 1961. <laughs> no, in fact, yesterday Patrick talked about gummies for an extended period of time. Uh, like CBD gummies? Yes. Oh, Because well, he's go. had extensive knee pain over the last okay. uh, couple of years. And but he's, he's not supposed to take gummies? No, he's not. Okay, but, but he's doing it. But once every three months, Okay, I think, if it gets really bad. Interesting. So Tom Brady um, is in the midst of his whatever season it is. And he was on, was this on, it was on the Sirius XM podcast. Brady opened up about the intense stress that he is facing. He did not mention his wife, Giselle Bunchen in that episode or any other, but he has discussed, however, his parents and children, his new podcast, and of course, all the divorce rumors continue to mm-hmm. swirl. And honestly, I do, I, do, I mean this, I do seriously feel bad for their kids. Because they already live such a public life okay. that you don't really have the opportunity to be a normal kid sure. to begin with. And then having to go through this, I, I do feel bad for their kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to find the other publication. Apparently, one of the main reasons that the split may be happening Ooh. is because Giselle is frustrated <gasps> with Tom's unwillingness for companionship. Do you think he's one of those guys? That's where I'm okay, going. Okay. okay. So I don't even want to talk about them specifically. I, do. I want to talk about that specifically. Okay. So, well, and we can. It yeah, d- that doesn't like, matter. I could envision them. I'm all right with that, talking about that. Well, again, yeah. as we said the other day, they're both going to have options. They're yes, both going to be yeah, just fine. Yeah. But apparently, according to this report, Brady's training regimen is so, is stringent the right word? Yeah. Um, is so stringent that he has a 72-hour rule before each and every single game. And I know other guys that have done this where it's... Okay, 72 hours, though. You know why? No, I totally know why, but I know guys that are married that are like on the seven-month rule, right? <laughs> 72 hours. I mean, you you can't just say, hey, honey, I have 72 a 72-day rule. First of all, I, I'm flying someplace because I'm leaving maybe Saturday to play the game on Sunday, so maybe I don't have have 
relations. carnal relations on Thursday and Friday, and I'm leaving Saturday. I mean, that's. I, I think that's not too much to ask. But I'm just gonna go out on a limb. Yeah. Um, my guess is that every man walking the earth, mm-hmm. maybe one percent would have the opportunity to date someone like a Giselle, yeah. but. I'm doubting very highly that anyone's going to turn her down. That's just my I get it. My my thought. Right. Which in turn would make her not want to do but it cuz you like, do she get care. why some guys wait for that reason before a big time performance. Absolutely. 100% yeah, I get okay, it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, mm. I just thought I got to bring this up with Mike. Mm. For no other reason than it's just fun to speculate. But that actually kind of makes me mad. Why? Because a whole bunch of people who are listening to this right now are thinking I mean, she's so she's so in need that she's like, I can't wait this seventy two hours. That actually frustrates me. I mean, me personally, I'm like, I couldn't wait a day, right? I mean, we are just rabbits, just rabbits, all day, every day, right? Sure, right. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You, I'm sure you have the exact same thing. But other guys, like other guys that I know, are like sex camels. I mean, they're. They're not a two hump camel. They're not a one hump camel. They're a no hump camel. Okay. But they don't even they don't even get it, right? And they're thinking now now Tom is not able to. She sounds needy. Oh yeah. If it's a seventy two hour thing, like oh, and Tom, you know what? You know what you have to remember, Reverse. What's what you that? really have to remember, no matter who it is, no matter how she looks, no matter what, some guy is sick of that, yep. right? Yep. And he, Tom, might just be the one that says. Oh my God! Get off my case! I just lost to the Panthers or something. Whatever he, you know, whoever he loses to, and he's just not in the mood for it, right? Yes. Because he has external pressures that might trump his need to have carnal relations with one of the most beautiful women in the world. Rookie actually has a phrase, uh, and he's used it on the show: "Is it's no matter how attractive someone is, someone's tired of of their bleep." Yep. You know, yep. That, like that's the phrase he uses a lot. Yeah, and, that's... and he's and he's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, I well, just, we got through that topic without me breaking rules. Yeah, I didn't say anything super dirty. No, no, didn't not make at all. my ma- uh, my wife mad. The other re- the other thing I found out about their relationship is that you know Tom when they first started dating, Tom had just ended a relationship with actress Bridget Moynihan. Yes, which, Bridget Moynihan, That's which right. they have a son with, and he found out two months after dating Giselle that. Bridget was pregnant yes. with his kid, yep. which is that's kind of a tough way to start out a rela- a new a new relationship, to the point where apparently Bridget and Giselle have a fantastic like they're friends. Yeah, that can work. You that know what I mean? Like sure. I thought, oh, that's kind of well, cool. She's got to bring the kid around. They yeah. commiserate about having children. But I was just impressed with her whole Giselle. I'm talking about just her whole kind of mindset about it. She says, no, he's still my, he's my stepson, but he's my son too. Oh yeah. They need a positive environment. I thought that is really cool. Do you think Giselle would be like intimidated by Bridget Moynihan? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. He's, but she's it like, just I'm seemed okay. like they both genuinely cared for one another, which I thought I that's pretty cool. I don't wish this to happen. I do not wish this to happen, but I hope Brady is banging Bridget. And wouldn't that be great? Well, if- she's married. Doesn't matter. Okay. That would make it even better if oh he said, God. you know what? You were the one. I just got caught up in this German supermodel. I don't even know if she's German, but German-sounding supermodel. I want to come back to you. And then he runs right back there because that would be a story. Now, that would be – and that's the way it's going to work. Okay. You get that, right? Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> led like, me down to the yes. rabbit hole of two different things relating to relationship. Did you see – and I, I feel bad, but I don't. Mm-hmm. 
it's wedding season, obviously, right now. All over right that. into yeah. the thick of it. I have one Friday, and it's the the couples that just try to do it's it stems from how much I just despise the gender reveal nonsense. Oh, the worst. Because all you're doing is just trying to make it's already a pretty big cool yeah. deal that it's you're gonna find out the you. sex of your child. Yeah. TikTok, I don't give a damn about mm. your TikTok video. So over the weekend, there was a couple that had a very nice lakeside ceremony. Oh, nice. And you're thinking, oh, that's really neat. Good for them. To the point where they had built this structure so that they could be elevated. I believe it was down in Missouri. They had to be elevated above their the rest of their wedding party okay, and, right. and guests. Sounds elegant. So that they could take a photo and you knew that this was just a temporary structure oh, for no. this said oh, moment, no. and it collapsed into the lake. Oh, well, that's good. And I, I, I want to say, oh, that's so bad. Well, you brought that on yourself. You did it yourself. I, I, I'm, I'm oh. sorry. I want to feel bad for you, but I don't. It's all, you know, I, I've gone to a couple of weddings recently, too, this year. It was, and it, weddings are nice, right? Yeah. I appreciate it, but you're spending a hundred grand on one night, and, you know, Anything, anything is a better buy than that, right? I mean, sure. like having, I mean, uh, really elaborate red weddings, right? I'm mm -hmm. okay, right? You have the justice of the peace. You do it at a little place. You have a big dinner. Maybe have 25 people over for dinner, right? You're yeah. just your really closest family and friends. But this, and, and these were gorgeous weddings, the weddings that I went to, right? I mean, mm -hmm. really well done. So I'm not dissing the weddings. It's just a lot of work, but it's the it's the practical businessman in you. It doesn't make any that, sense. That's looking at right? it, yeah. That's looking at it that way. That's yeah. that's the problem that you're or the hang up that you're having, right? You know, it's funny because um, my one wedding, my when I was married to my ex wife, yep. right? Mm -hmm. I was walking to the cathedral because I had this big wedding and it was started at the cathedral, and I was carrying my car seat of my eight month old child, right? Okay. So we had had a baby out of wedlock, right? And and I'm I'm carrying it in, and as as we're driving to the, to get married, so I'm with my little daughter, my eighth-month-old daughter and myself, and I'm listening to NPR for some reason, and they were talking about... <laughs> setting the mood. Yeah, yeah, setting the mood, right? I'm <laughs> on the way there. And they were talking about weddings, that if you spend more than $50,000 on your wedding, you have an 85% chance of getting divorced. That ha Wait, that was on as you're driving to your wedding. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, wait, because we had a huge wedding, right? It was super sure. expensive. And I was like, wait, would I... Ever, ever in my life, gamble against an 85% negative odd? Never would I do that, no, right? No, well, you would not. A little, should have listened to myself, right? You right? should It was a little too late at that point. Yeah, you're but there. That's that's still my favorite story of my, my little Addie. So she comes up to me one day and she said, hey, Dad, did you know that Jenny Johnson was a mistake? And I was like, oh, wow. And I said, I know someone else who was a mistake. And she's like, who? And I said, Addie Fratelloni. And she's like, wait. <laughs> What? And I said, and I was a mistake, and your Uncle Tom, and your sister right there, Harper. Right. Oh, right, and I right, started right. naming off all the people who are happy accidents, not mistakes, right? right? And she's like, oh, I had no idea. I thought everybody planned this out. And I said, oh, God, no. No, oh, no God, the no. first one is almost always a happy accident, right? None sure. of you are mistakes, right? right? And I'm surely wasn't a mistake, although I probably totally was a mistake, but a happy accident, my parents would say. And I was like, yeah, no. I mean, your Aunt Susie, who was the, a lovable child, and everybody still loves her to this day the most, she was probably planned. My parents probably said, you know what? Let's have a sweet daughter instead of like, 
two curmudgeonly sons. <laughs> yeah, so that was really cute when she said that. She thought she had like the big inside skinny on this poor Jenny, and I was like, oh, honey, here's some reality. Hit me in the face. Where are you on destination weddings? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of the whole event of weddings. I have been, how many have we done? Two? I think we've only done two. Yeah, we've only done two. And I, I actually thoroughly, her, her cousin got married in Jamaica. And it was at a time where um, we had just moved in together. Mm. And we were both starting to make some okay money. Yeah. So it was, com- it was yeah. completely yeah. doable for us. And I'm so glad we did it because we had an absolute blast. But I remember at the time thinking, is it, you know, is it worth it or whatever? Because they were also going to have a ceremony back here uh, in their hometown. Sure. You know, like to, to invite the people that weren't going to be able to make yeah. it to the to, to, to Jamaica. Yeah. But I was glad we did it. Yeah. But then in retrospect, it's it's almost like you're, you're thinking, okay, what at what point in my life am I? Like right now? No. I'm not going. You're, to, not, you're not going. I'm not hauling yeah. my two kids and my, if it was just her and I, probably. Sure. But if it's the whole fam, not a chance. I have a good buddy. His name is Ronick, and he went to a wedding uh, like two weeks ago in Constantinople. Istanbul, oh wow! Right. So he's Indian. So he like yeah. Indian families have weddings in super weird locations because they're all from around the world, right? Mm-hmm. The Indian population just spread out from around the world. And, and Ronick's uh, originally from Uganda, so he's like African and Indian and all this stuff, right? right on, so right on. he he, uh, I'm sitting there having dinner with him, and he said, "Hey, this was a really elaborate wedding. In fact, like." Every destination for this wedding that we went to, we took a yacht, like this big yacht with all the guests, would get on and they'd take us across the water. And I, oh, and, wow. And I was like, ah, that's, you know, okay, that sounds like a little bit of an embellishment, whatever. And then <laughs> he starts showing me pictures of this wedding, and he thinks they spent three, four million bucks on it. You're kidding me. It looked like a Cirque du Soleil multiple night event. I mean, it was unbelievable. A little over the top, huh? I mean... You, you couldn't even, they had like 600 guests all on this yacht going from port to port to port. They had to buy out this one hotel because the wedding was so big that they didn't want the disruption to the rest of the guests at the hotel. So they bought out this hotel. Wow. No one stayed there. That's just where they had the event. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't care if you have $50 trillion. Who cares? Right. It, it, it's almost so narcissistic in a weird way. Like, hey, all of you has to have to fly to Constantinople and... Or Istanbul, I'm forgetting which one is the current sure, one. Sure. Um, Istanbul, and you all have to come here all this way. And hey, we're going to make it great. It's going to be super fun. But you have to go through five days of us coming in like we're uh, king and queen walking in, and you guys all have to look away. It's like, oh my good God. <laughs> what a narcissistic, weird thing to do. Have you crashed a wedding? No. I, I don't want to go to a wedding that I'm invited to. True. The last thing I care about is going to a crash someone's wedding. I, I did it one time. I was traveling by myself, and I was at the hotel bar watching, you know, some random baseball game and having a beer. And I happened to be because it was a it was a business trip, and I happened to be wearing a suit with no tie. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a bunch of gr- people, and I was I'm thinking, well, you know, it's getting to be about ten o'clock. I'm going to head back to my room, have something to eat, and go to bed. Right? Well, I walked by the. The, yeah, the, the ballroom, yeah, and I hear you know the chicken dance or whatever. Sure, sure. I'm Something thinking, great, electric slide. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not even in the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I said, what harm can come yeah. from me just just popping my head in? And I paid for my drink. I did. They sure. they, they did not pay for my. They mm-hmm. did not have an open bar, so okay. I paid for my own drink. And then I thought, you know what? What the hell? 
And so I started, I looked to see who it was, you know, uh, Matthew and Janice. Mm -hmm. I'm making those names up. I can't even remember what the names were. And I was waiting in line. And so you strike up a conversation with the guy saying, oh, sorry. I said, yeah, uh, Janice is a distant cousin of my wife. And, you know, I'm just, you know, she's up in the rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you guys grew up in. I go, yep, yep. uh, She did. I go, (laughs) I'm not familiar with the area. Uh, but she that's where she grew up. And <laughs> Mike, I was pulling this off for about an hour and a half. Oh, and when I finally went, I better go up to I my room go. right now. Yeah. But I just wanted to see how far I could take it. Just the the BS factor. Did you have it. a good time? I had a blast. Did you give him a gift? No. You should just slip twenty dollars into their but card I did, fund. I did tip the bartender. Okay, that's good. It, well, I guess that would have been. I should. I should have put a twenty in the. Uh, yeah, just say I really enjoyed your wedding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have no I idea who I am. Uh, I do recall my imaginary. My, my wife went to your imaginary school. Yes, yeah, all, <laughs> right, all that right. fun stuff. I, I remember walking into uh, the golf course that I play at often, and they had a big wedding there, and like the big crowd was like up in front. Okay. And as I walked through, I could just think to myself, "Get out of my way! Get my God!" Get out of my, no one cares that you're getting married. Get out of my way. That's what my internal dialogue was because I was trying to get into the bar and they were blocking it. And my mind was saying, why are you even here? Well, the place that I, the the nightclub that I used to work at (laughs) had a wedding venue above above it. So oftentimes what would happen is they would have the, you know, they'll do the ceremony. Then they would come down to our bar have their drinks while they turned the the yeah, venue over got to the, it ready for the reception. Exactly, sure. yeah. and so that was always kind of neat because you always got the the fun part of the wedding yeah. party where before like, everyone's annihilated, and then you got the worst part of the oh, wedding party at the end. They of the would night. come back down late. But what yeah. was always neat was the 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 wedding party themselves were always for the most part really really cool. Mm-hmm. But then it was the Either the significant others of the people that were in the wedding party or, or the f- extended family, that, yeah. that they're the ones that became a nightmare. Because yeah. the bride and groom, for the most part, were always fantastic. Sure, it's because a big day. It's they their get a big day. Invested. They're yeah. they're for the most part maintaining a level of sobriety. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when when it was we're gonna go down for one more and it's one thirty. Because oh, yeah. you know, it shuts off at one yep, o'clock up yep. there. So they're coming down Gotta at one thirty. The last thing a bartender wants to see at one thirty in the morning is a fresh new group who's already intoxicated but you still that's your job you know you you, you give them mm-hmm. a little service give them but they all all always wanted to take a picture with the bar staff oh really e- every single time oh that's Be- because fun. that's part of their day okay in fact there was one time where the groom told me he bartended and so i said well what do you on back. you know i said what do you have and he yeah. told me the shot i go you're making them he said wait what what I said, get back here, oh, and he gave me a hundred bucks just cool. because I let him do that, you know. And I, uh, not that that's and I'm why sure I that did would have been it. a great picture for him, right? Here's when I was oh, attending bar at my at my th- wedding. There was probably ten people standing at the bar in front, and I was standing yep. next to him. Yeah, I said, don't touch my register, but you can make yeah, you, know, you yes, can make the yeah. drinks or whatever. Yeah. And so all ten of them were taking oh, pictures of that's the. Fun. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so, that, anyway. well, isn't that cool? I, I, and I, I'm now I'm thinking back to the two weddings that I went to in the last month, right? Mm-hmm. And they were really, really nice times. I don't want to sound like I didn't <laughs> right. have fun because no, I, I, I had really, really great times. Just in general, it seems like a lot to do. Sure, right? Sure. It's just I'm very important. Yes, you when are. I have to go out of town for a week for someone's wedding. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is. But I had a blast.
Had a blast. Well, maybe you could do this instead. Yeah. So I want to make mention of come join Tommy Football Homecoming, Mike, this Saturday, October 15th, and celebrate on the beautiful St. Thomas campus this Saturday. Watch the Tommies take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m. at O'Shaughnessy Stadium. Tickets are only $15. Just go to TommySports.com to buy your tickets today. That's, I can't believe it's homecoming. For St. Thomas. This yeah, weekend. isn't that cool? Yeah. So go buy your tickets, tommysports.com. That I haven't been since a, they've been Division One. It's Have a fantastic done? stadium. Yeah. I love that. So my kids' team, right? They go to Creighton. Yep. That's where they play their varsity games, is at St. Thomas University. Oh. So it's great. So it, it is kind of weird because I'm dropping my girls off, like to go into the game. So one of my girls is 12. She's I have a seventh question grader. With that, but continue. And then a ninth grader and then a tenth grader. And I drop them all off and I just say, Good luck to you. And they just run into the stadium, go have a blast, and come back out. I'm like, huh. That's so weird. So I was talking to Rookie about this whenever it was, a couple weeks ago, because it was he was having a hard time getting tickets for the Creighton-St. Thomas football Super game. Super hard, yeah. And he says this is always the toughest ticket every single year. Yeah. And he said because St. Thomas's stadium only holds a couple thousand it's or pretty small, something yep. like that. And I, and I said— St. Thomas Academy St. Thomas Academy, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, thank you. And I yeah. said, well, why don't they play at UST? He yeah. said, well, they, they can't. That's where Creighton plays their home games. To which I said— who gives a damn? Yeah, they they've played last year. Uh, they played at uh, TCO. Um, oh, the Vikings, the Vikings complex, complex oh, sure. which was great, and that was a huge game. In fact, I'm really surprised because I don't know what that holds. Complete sellout, right? My daughters had to get tickets. Like they bought them from teachers who weren't going because teachers each get a ticket. Wow! So they bought them from the teachers. I'm like, oh, that's one way to do it. And, and I'm just so mad that they're now all the parameters that are set now with high school football. And I get why they're. I'm not ripping the administrations for yeah, doing this yeah. because they have to be. They have to be safety conscious with these kids. But is that what we're, we've really come to? Yeah, where you can't go to a different high school football game because if you don't have that school ID. Although you know what, if you're if your team's not playing. And it's not your cousin's football team. What are you going for, right? Do well, I do I, I need? I, I, to... I bring my boys to the. I brought them to the Jordan. Yeah, but game. they're little kids, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, you're not getting carded to get in. I assume it's no. the it's the high school age kids that right. are from some other. They're from Roseville and they're coming down to Chanhassen. Why are they doing that? Well, they're only doing it for one reason to mingle. Oh, is it? That's what that's about. Is that what? I never even yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Usually high school, there's just so many people. Except we would not go to hate at Oatana. Oh. To hell with those guys. Was that, is that the school you, that was, was that your arch nemesis? Is oh yeah, Oatana was when I was growing up in Faribault. Was Oatana was our, was our arch nemesis, although Oatana has really leaped above okay. Faribault just because they have way more kids and a sure, lot more talent. Sure, sure. This is what yeah. happened. Once you left Faribault, it kind of went down. The yeah, whole, 100%. Yeah. So we made our living talking about beer, and I do have a story related to that topic that I want to run by you for one reason and one reason only. I need help knowing who the hell these guys are. No, okay. So, uh, do you think I'll know? That's why I, I don't want you okay. to look it up. Okay, I don't okay. want you to look it up. Did I, you see me like looking at the computer? Okay. So this is from the Star Tribune. Six Minnesota breweries bring home national awards. We normally would always talk about this. The Great Every American year. Beer We'd Festival. We'd have them usually on the radio. Show. Correct. Yeah. And so it was held in Denver over the last weekend. And six breweries from the great state of Minnesota uh, are celebrating after bringing home awards for the Great American Beer Festival. I have not heard of this one, and I'm wondering if you have. Mm -hmm. Forgotten Star Brewing Company out of Fridley took home a gold medal for the bourbon barrel-aged Dark Skies in the other strong beer category and a silver in the Bach category for its traditional Bonspiel Bach. 
Never heard of them. No. It, and what was the name of the brewery again? They're called Forgotten Star Brewing Company Forgotten out of Fridley. Star and they're, the photo of their brewery accompanies this story at the head. It looks like a really cool, old, refurbished. It's got a couple silos in the back. Really? It looks very cool. Okay. I, I can't picture that one even. And I can't I, I'm, either. I'm not far from Fridley quite often, so you think I would know that one. That's okay. why actually why I brought it up, because yeah. I knew you were in that area a little bit. Um, Insight, which we know well. Insight sure. Brewing won its first... Uh, gold medal for Avant, a dry-hopped pilsner in the other hoppy lager. Really? That's a big deal to win a gold medal. Yes, it is. So do you think Avant uh, planned that one? Is I'm going to guess. Yeah, that is really, really cool. In Good. fact, I was there. Oh, boy. I Because Insight is like two blocks it's, from here. Yeah, yeah. It's ba- it basically became the happy hour spot for anytime somebody from here left for another sure. job. You yeah. know, because it was... It takes five minutes to get there. Did, and I, that when was, they leave, do you spit on the floor like, no, good riddance, no, no, we no. hope you fail. No, but I did get stuck with the bill at that one. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. It was from one of the kids upstairs that, that uh, went on to something something else. But we, okay. that was that was actually last winter that I was there. So uh, Another one we know well, Bent Paddle Brewing Company uh, of Duluth earned a gold medal in the German dark lager category for the Munich-style Bent Paddle Dunkel Lager that's now available in its adventure packs. They make a great beer up at Bent. Yes, they do. And I I like their setup there, too. Bent Paddle, not Bent. Yeah, Bent bent Paddle. Um, Yeah, don't get those two confused. Those are You want to clearly delineate those two. Uh, Another one I have not heard of, Ursa Minor Brewing in Duluth also won a gold medal. Its equanimity was recognized in the Irish-style red ale category. Ursa Mining Brewing Company in Duluth. I'm not familiar. Do you think it's becoming too many categories? Because it seems like they're handing out a lot of golds, too. Uh, it's the minor Bach gold light lager right, right. second category. It's like, okay. Well, but that's what you do with an event, right? Is you want to make it bigger and better every yeah, year. Yeah, and I guess, and it is still is a big deal because when you put that gold gold label. That winning, moves product. It does. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely does. Those guys make a big deal out of that. And then people around the United States are trying to get it, mm-hmm. right? Which is cool. Uh, Pantown Brewing Company in St. Cloud. I've heard of them, I think, but I don't, I've never tried any I, of their beer. I think we had them no, because I remember that Pantown. Okay. I, I'm, I spelled, how is it spelled? So it's P-A-N-T-O-W-N. Hmm. So it must be a, re- I'm going to guess it's a reference point to a certain area of St. Cloud. Okay. That would be my guess. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say we had them because they could be brand new, but it sounds familiar to well, me. Well, they, I, I want to mention the the style of beer that they created. Ooh. So they won a silver with their Drop Forge Milk Stout. Mm. I like a mixed milk stout. I do too. Yeah. Just one though. I only like one. Yeah, you know, a lot of these beers you can just not drink too many of them. No. Right? I mean it's just it's very hard to drink. And the more final one. one is the Wooden Hill Brewing Company in Edina won its first uh medal for cold shoulder in the German style Kolsch category. I gotta admit, I am not a big German style beer fan. A Kolsch? You don't like a simple Kolsch? No, I'm just, just a, I don't know like what it is. Beer? I think it's the, the 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 style of that beer, and don't get me wrong. If I come to your garage and you hand me a German beer, I'm going to drink it. If I have too many German beer, I get a headache, and I, I can't explain why. Really? I cannot explain why. Hmm. Yeah, too many like as in 40 or something? No, no, no. I'm just saying even <laughs> even three, I, I start to feel, uh, I'm getting a headache. Um, You know, one thing that I, so I wanted to look up Pantown. Okay. Right? Just to like see if Reference I knew these point, guys. Sure. And something drives me nuts. <laughs> Nutty. Okay. So on their website is a photo of the two owners. Oh. It's our story, right? Sure. And the photo. What what do you think 
What would drive me nuts about a photo of the two owners during this era of our world where, okay, what is it? They're wearing masks. They're wearing masks. In a photo of the two guys that own the brewery, I'd like to see them to say, oh, yeah, we met those guys. That's Jeremy and J- David or whatever. But I can't do that because they both have masks on. Yep. You don't have to wear a mask in a picture that you took for your website. Yep. Right? I agree with you completely. Okay, just checking. Because that's 100% uh, theater. Not to mention, they're in St. Cloud. I don't even think COVID made it to St. Cloud. No, they it didn't definitely care. Did not. No, up in Brainerd, they didn't care at all. It went. It was oh. on ninety four, and then it got off. Yes, and then it. Well, I remember way. I was up at, in Brainerd at, at a bar, and one of the the bartenders said to me, and this was like in the heart of COVID. She said, "Yeah, somebody at the bar down the road like has COVID, and they're going to close for the day, and she's supposed to be back tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh, oh." You have to be super careful with that, like you know, because in the Twin Cities, it was closing down restaurants. Right? Right, right? Someone would have COVID, they'd close it for two weeks, and she she looked at me like, "Oh, we would never, ever, ever close. <laughs> if we close, we're gone." I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure that's what they're feeling in the cities." But well, that's not I what mentioned happened. this. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but wait till you hear today's show with Joe's uh, big proclamation. Really? De- Do you want to feed me in a little bit? Uh, it basically relates to what you were just talking oh, about. Okay. Are we going? Uh, he thinks we're going to go back right into COVID. Protocol. No, not even necessarily that, but just just the the way that we were so easy um, to comply. The the, you know, the the path we're heading. It, in the it is very weird. I'll, I'll say something about that. Is no one knew. Right? No one knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was killing a lot of people. Even if it was one or two percent, that still seemed like a, you know, yep. if you just said, hey, do you want a, you know, two in 100 chance of dying? You'd be like, no. No. No, I, I'd I want prefer, zero. Yeah, I want a zero or yep. a much lower than that. You know, one in 10,000, okay, I'm going to take my chances with this thing, right? Mm-hmm. But two in 100 or one in 50 seemed like a lot. And I, I do remember that poor kid that was in Anoka who was a, like the triathlete who got super sick yep. super early. I do remember that. And it, that really affected me, right? So I was very cautious. But to look back at what happened in COVID yep. today is like counterfactual is that you can't change those facts. Right, we. It's like it's like people looking at the morality of what someone said in 1971 compared to today's morality. Yep. We can't do that can't. So because we don't know. I mean, the our. I mean, Joe wasn't out running around. No, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. He was. He was. You know, and and he, I'm sure he was thinking, oh wow, this is potentially killing some of my friends. You just didn't know. But um, yeah, we we did go down pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. And then at, remember that one gal who kept her bar open. And she said, and Keith Ellison Suter. And Keith Ellison Suter. And she just said, get out of my way, right? And I remember mid COVID when flights started happening again, I flew down to Florida and I thought, wait, COVID's not down here. Like, and I'm not being facetious. We went into a restaurant. They said, hey, we have COVID protocols. There was 600 people in a restaurant. There wasn't more than 13 inches between the table and I, be, you know, between me and the table next to me. The waiters and waitresses were wearing masks. No one else. I mean, literally no one else. It just didn't even matter. It, it had nothing. And I thought, well, wait, well, how that, is it happening here that we're okay down here? Well, and that's why the story that kind of spearheaded this was one I, I, I sent to him this morning in which, um, this is from the New York Post, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, you know, mm-hmm. he's doing a great job over in the state of California. He's killing it. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's me being facetious. He, is, he has now ruled into law that doctors are now no longer allowed to defy politicians for any type of quote-unquote misinformation. So 
we're going down a really, really dangerous road. Yeah, but Reavers, I mean, obviously, politicians know more than doctors. Well, of course they do. Right? Yeah, of course they do. And them. anybody with Google knows more than the doctor. Oh, right? yeah. I, so I love the meme of I've been doing my own research. Yeah, I've been it's doing got the guy chewing on a thing. Uh, okay. And then, oh, that's problematic. That's going to be an interesting thing. He's a smug guy. One other thing I wanted to bring up to you. We often ask, asks, we often ask, why are we in so much trouble? Mm. At least I do, mm-hmm. quite often, to be honest with you. And I think it's a number of reasons and a number of factors, but chief among them are not enough people are paying attention to what's going on. I'm with you. And the other reason, I don't think enough people give a damn. So they might go vote, but they have no idea who or what they're picking. They're just, mm-hmm. I want to, this is going to make me feel good. Yep. And, and and also, we're not a very, um, and I'm going to use this, I'm going to try to be as polite as possible. We're not a very informed society. No. We're really stupid. Certain parts of us are. So I found this story. You ready? I am. <clears throat> Here we go. Amy Cups of Charlotte, North Carolina, has had a very unconventional career path. She started off as a high school history teacher, then began moonlighting on OnlyFans as a model. Okay, nice. fair enough. Yeah, it's fair free country. You can she do, can what do whatever you want she do. wants. And now. <clears throat> She wants to auction off her body for surrogacy to, in her words, mass-produce pretty babies. I'm with her. Cups 33 is off to a good start. She already has two children uh, with her ex-husband, Theodore, and she is expecting a new baby soon, this time with a former student. Though she reportedly met the unnamed former student while while he was still a minor, excuse me, he is now 22 years old. Over the summer, the two reconnected at a bar and had a one-night stand, and Cups became pregnant as a result. When she told the man the news, Cups informed him that she could raise the child. Uh, that, yeah, that she could raise the child on on her own, and he allegedly agreed to the arrangement. Hmm. This is exactly why we are in the level of trouble that we are in. You, are you, or you're saying that's a bad story? I thought fact, that was adorable. <laughs> you are such a <laughs> well, I mean, no. I mean, she was a. She cared about her students. In fact, she loved one of them. Right, I guess. Lot, I mean, well after he was out of school, I'm hoping, 21, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, that seems acceptable. She was divorced, consenting adult. Sure, yep, yep. But she wants to... Nothing, nothing she's done is illegal, by the no, way. No, she trying wants to, make... to auction off her uterus Yep. As because she's a pretty baby maker. Yep. So she doesn't want someone to implant a fertilized you egg. You watch. You watch. She's going to become a multimillionaire as a result of this. She already has an OnlyFans. Is she pretty? Yeah, she's attractive. Yeah. So, I mean, she already has an OnlyFans. She's probably killing it. I guess. I, I don't guess. know. If you're not familiar with OnlyFans. <laughs> Here's Mike Fratelloni to explain. Well, so, okay. So, my buddy and I, almost 15 years ago, invented Facebook. You don't know this. You never heard this story. Okay. So and so we had an office almost directly across the street from here. And we had a website that allowed people to interact socially using cameras from your cell phone. The problem is, is the cameras from cell phones were really, really poor quality. They were not very good. So then. we would actually send cell phones and we just picked good looking guys, but mainly pretty girls and gave them cell phones to populate our website. And it actually grew pretty well and it was called one degree right so the concept was you are one no it's no longer there it's gone you cannot it's not uh, able to be up anymore we ended up selling one degree way before we understood what it was what it was right we just thought hey let's get out of this albatross it's uh it's dragging us down right and little did we know if we would have just kept going at it 
and kept wow. developing the concept because we my my buddy was a programmer, right? Wasn't Facebook a thing 15 years ago? Um, it, well, I'm trying to think of what my date was of when we actually did it. It was pre-Facebook. It might not have been pre-Facebook. It was pre-before anybody had Facebook, okay. right? Okay. This was well before that. And no one had the concept of being able to request something from somebody. No, you know, because ours, like if somebody put up a pretty photo, you could request like, hey, that's a great photo. Can you send me another photo, Right. Huh. That was a unique thing. I that learned was, something new about you every yeah, day. Yeah, so you know, and I still think to myself, if we would have just played that thing out a little longer and made it, it it really quickly became um, the one thing we didn't have is when you put something up on the site, everybody had access to it. Period. There was uh. no restrictions. So, and you could put anything up on the site, and everybody would have access to it. So we sold it to a company that. Uh, ran it for many years as a um, a different brand of site than what we had had. At I branded, see, right? Because ours truly was a social site. You hey, know, I like, want to connect with my friend that now lives in Idaho. I want to be just one degree away from somebody that person. Yep. I'm one degree. That was the whole concept. It's still a good name, right? Interesting. Like I'm not. I'm not 100 degrees or six degrees away from that person. I'm one degree because that person sent me a picture and a message. Like how cool is this, right? And we just never played it out. And I think. What could have never been. have to be on this radio show again? What could, be, could be doing something totally different, uh, right? But I mean, then I you could, would have never met me. Never, never met you. Then darn it! That, think of the think of what you would have lost out on by being an ult, all multi zillionaire. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Now you're making me feel better, right? Because <laughs> all the things I would have missed. Actually, it's funny that you say that. I wouldn't change one trajectory in my entire life. No. Like, I, I can't Same. think of one thing that I changed. Same. Right? Yep. I maybe a... want to spend more than $50,000 on a wedding. <laughs> I would have maybe, maybe not done that. Right. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I don't think I'd change one thing. I, don't, I, I wouldn't either. I, I keep hoping that I win the lottery because I want to be that guy who says it's not going to change me at all and then not change one thing. Because yeah. I don't know what I'd, I don't even know what I'd do if I won the lottery. You'd give I'd it still to me. work. <laughs> what would I do? You'd give it to me. I'd give you a little bit. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean, that'd be nice. Uh, well, we really covered the gamut today, yeah, didn't we? went all the way around. Uh, thank you, sir. Hey, Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show on any platform you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would truly appreciate it. It also helps others find this show. His name is Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll do this again next week. Until then, cheers.